My name is Ramona. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater and bulimic. Hi. And um, just spent most of the morning. Um, yeah, I felt scared, cool, and asking God to like help me, help me carry the message in a way that will help everybody in the room that's here this morning. That's ultimately what it's all about, you know, carrying the message. And if there are people that are out there that are new, like, you know, if I was sitting here, what, what would I hear that would make me want to stay, you know? <coughs> and that being said, staying. I, um, I'm going to be 34 on July 16th, and I've been coming to LA since I was 16 years old, a junior in high school. So I've been staying in these rooms. I've, I've kept coming back for about 17, almost 18 years, I guess. And um, it'll be 18 years next February. So, um, and uh, so, like, to say that I've grown up in this program is, you know, that's, that's my truth. I've definitely, like, you know, I don't think I could have come any earlier. <laughs> you know, um, so I, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, while, while the disease took me down and beat me down hard when it did, like, I'm sure that had I waited even longer, well, whatever, we'll get to that point. Um, I've been a compulsive overeater, and when I say compulsive overeater, I mean, like, yes, I have been bulimic, yes, I have been able to starve somewhat successfully, restrict somewhat successfully, but when it comes right down to it, if I have to pick size, volume, volume, volume. <laughs> I'm talking like, I don't remember a time when I couldn't have sat down and eaten a case the size of my clean size mattress.
And um, <clears throat> I remember saying to a neighbor that had come over, like, I was just waking up and, oh, so when are the girls going home? Oh, tomorrow, thank God, we're going to have to roll that one away, you know? Oh. And, um, and I remember hearing that, and I was like, damn, that, that, that's done, that's done, you know? And um, I looked back at pictures, here's something I would say, like, I don't remember a time when I didn't feel that. I didn't feel fear and tension in the form of feeling like there was something not okay about me in my skin, and it must be that I was fat. And I had a mom, have a mom, that still sometimes is like waiting for the day when the body gets good enough so you can kind of go, ah, relax and enjoy life, you know? So that's kind of like what I think, I think about that energy as well. And, um, and so I remember, and another big part of my story, this is mine, mine only, you know, um, well, I'm sure it's not mine only, but I'm qualifying right now, is that, um, and trust me when I say that my intention is never to break a tradition because I can't stand other people do it. I freak out. But I'm also, like, the child of an alcoholic. And I grew up in a really chaotic, actively alcoholic, physically, emotionally, verbally abusive home. And so food, again, was like, you know, that cake size, you know, that mattress size cake was like, oh, okay, good, I'm safe, I'm cool. And, um... So, kind of like growing up with a mom that had issues, and then growing up like the children of two families that you know had issues around food, and then growing up with like a lot of shame and a lot of stuff that made me want to run away. Like, you know, food. I heard someone say last night that food never said no. Food never kicked my ass. Food never, you know, told me they were going to have to roll me away. You know, food was always like, it's cool, I gotcha. You know, um, but it's like I remember feeling that intense dehumanization and demoralization from like day one. And whether or not it came from my disease or my father's disease that I was growing up with, it doesn't matter. Like that was just the reality. You know what I mean? Um, I look back and I did not grow up a chubby kid. I was very normal looking. When puberty hit, it hit early and it freaked me out really, really badly. So I remember um, between the ages of like 10 and 12, that's when my disease, but that's when the volume really kicked in. You know, that's when I really wanted to like make sure that there was extra padding like between here and here, like to keep me safe. And, um, and you know, it didn't work. So, um, <clears throat> um, the bulimic did when I was around 12 too, because while again I was trying to like, you know, protect myself from sort of physical padding. <clears throat> some sort of safety. Um, I also wanted to, like, you know, fit in at the girl-boy parties I started going to. And so that's when paraphernalia. And, um, and more than more than growing up, I've used laxatives and I've used diet pills, like, starting from the age of 12. And then throwing up came, like, later. But um, I don't know. I don't really know how much time I want to spend in the past. Um, pretty, pretty average. I felt nervous, I ate. I felt good, I ate. I felt love, I ate. I felt intimacy, I ate. You know what I mean? Like, I just ate. I just ate. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and remember, remember, I remember, like, how to, like, like, manipulate, manipulation in this disease. Like, you know, I always think of myself, um, especially growing up as an alcoholic father, like, I really want to separate myself from alcoholics, and I really want to, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm an addict, but I don't go to links like they go to. But I remember, like, thinking, like, how can I get my grandma to make me what I want? I know she has a freezer. How can I get her to make it for me? And then, like, she'd say, okay, so what do you want for dinner? I'd say, oh, well, what about, you know, what's good as this? Knowing it was there. Like, not just asking, like, well, open the freezer and say, can you make me that? But, like, how do I lie about it, you know? And knowing how to lie, like, knowing how to lie early on to survive, you know, that's, that's just, um, it's part of the disease. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. That's what I'm going to say. It's part of the disease, you know.
know, um, the manipulation. And um, last night I was also kind of panicking. I'm like, how am I going to get up? I, I, I come to this meeting and I know nine times out of ten I'm going to hear someone up here that's going to be so profound, so big book and depth. And like, I really want to be in that club, you know. And I'm like, what am I going to say? And someone just reminded me last night, you know, like this program was, you know, H-O-W. Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And do I have those three? Like, am I committed? Am I deeply anchored in those three pillars of this program? Absolutely, you know. And um, so I really hope I'm caring more. Um, when I was around 16, yeah, my dad, my dad found um, AA, the mothership, father at the time that he would say, you know, like, because they, my parents at that point had tried, like, you know, we, we did the, it wasn't like was a fat camp, it was like a fat after school program. My mom put the whole family on diet, and, you know, it's funny because, like, looking back, it was really about, like, well, when Ramona gets her eating problem under control, then we'll have a happy family, you know, not like when dad gets his ass together, we'll have a happy family. <laughs> I'm sure we both needed to get our ass together for now. But um, so when, when my dad found these, you know, his rooms um, at the time, um, he said, you know, there is one. There's one for you. And I was like, oh, you know. And maybe it was uh, one of my dad's not so bad. I think everyone wanted, you know. So I decided, to, like, you know, they dropped me off at the McDonald's Center in San Diego, where I, where I lived when I was a teenager. Not in the McDonald's Center, but in San Diego. <laughs> and, um, it's this it's a big recovery hospital, and um, it dropped me off on Sunday at four, and I was like, I think a junior in high school. I remember like makeup, outfit. I just had to look together because God knows we come here because we all we all have it together. You know? <laughs> and, um, I just remember feeling like I just remember feeling at home. I remember feeling nervous as hell. But I still remember feeling like. Yes, I know what you're saying. Oh my God, yes, 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 yes. I understand. I understand. I understand. So something in me, something, something in that group, something in that, in that, and I related. And I know that's why I come. Like being in right relation with my fellows in this, in this program. Like, oh my God, if I didn't have people that understood what I meant by saying I could eat a cake inside inside a mattress. Because really, when you're in the, you know, in you know, walking around the world, and you say that, they're like, you really couldn't. I'm like, no, I really could. <laughs> I don't believe you. And here it's like, yes, yes. <laughs> I have a fourth too, let's go. <laughs> and so, and so something kept me coming back. And like, um, I hated myself as a teenager. I hated myself. I look at these like teen shows or like these teen magazines and teenagers, <coughs> and I'm like, you know, when I see happy one, I just literally cannot forget it. I hated myself. I remember, and and um, I remember feeling so separate and so like I would do anything to like be cool and anything be popular. And, and God knows, I spent so much time at Fantasyland about wanting to be like thin and have like perfect clothes because that like would would have meant instant popularity and stuff. And you know, um, when I tell my friends I was high, and friends, you know, when I tell my friends that I'm still friends with from high school, but how I'm sure I was like, I didn't know. I was such a good faker, such a good liar, such a good manipulator, so good at like, really wanting to create that reality of like having it all together, you know? <sighs> so anyway, I kept coming back, 
I didn't get out there right away, but I kept coming back and I kept showing up and, and sharing. And, um, and when I was uh, 19 years old, um, I really made this limit and I started eating three meals a day, nothing in between. And it changed my life like dramatically and drastically. And I got a sponsor and I worked the first three steps. And then four. And I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of thought, like, I don't know why, you know, I ever told me this, but like, I kind of thought, like, well, this won't take a while. So I don't really have to, like, plug away out every day like another one. So, I, you know, I have my food plan with arsenal. I have, like, you know, my higher power, as I understood him. And I have a lot of, like, emotional recovery. In my opinion, and since my experience, when you don't move on to four, you don't do it painstakingly and thoroughly. You know, your relationship, this is something for me, my relationship with my higher power kind of like, you know, it wasn't such a clear connection anymore. It was like a tin can and strings, kind of like, wasn't so strong. So, when I was 19, 20 years old and I went away to college, you know, um, it was my three meals a day program. I didn't have a sponsor because I had moved to the and I moved to Seattle. And, um, kind of like hanging out and not working on my staff and kind of like, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three, emotional, physical recovery, and spiritual. So, um, something happened when I went back to college and my disease kind of kicked back in. You know, I'd go show up at meetings and I would share. And I was taught early on not to share inventory in my pitches. It was to share recovery. Share a little bit as baby as talk about the program, about, about the problem I mean, and then share about the solution which I still try to adhere to this day. And so, like, I would go and try to do that. And I probably did it to the best, you know, to, you know, pretty well, whatever. But, like, I started restricting big time when I was in college. And because it was three meals a day, I thought, okay, it's cool. But I started getting thin, and I started getting a lot of attention because of it from, like, my family when I would go home. And then my recovery, my program, became all about, like, you know, let's see how small I can get. So I relapsed for two years. And I ate the cake besides the mattress. And I just came pints by myself. And I delved into a self-hatred that I... It still brings me to tears. It still brings me to, like, that self-hatred when you know you're doing something that just hurts you so bad and you can't stop. You can't stop walking across the street from your college apartment and getting the Ben and Jerry's pint and then walking back and, like, watching a lame, you know, Aaron Spelling show on Wednesday night. <laughs> And you want to look at the girls on the show, and yet you keep, you finish the pint night after night. And I went from like my tiny jeans up to like my fat girl jeans again. Mm. And I, I swore to myself, I swore to myself, you know. And getting out of that relapse after two years was the hardest thing I've ever done to date. Getting out of relapse when you know how good it feels, when you know like, you know what the possibility is, and then going back. Um, so I knew what it would, I knew what it would take to get out, you know, and it was going to take like it was going to take that four step that I didn't want to do. So I got a sponsor that I adored, who had what I wanted on all three levels: physical, emotional, spiritual. I did whatever she wanted, and she really had me get a goddess that I could, you know, be anchored in when I did that four step and um, started eating three meals a day. And it wasn't perfect when I started. You know, sometimes dinner was at Ben Jerry's pint because I was like, well, I know for me, and this is again just my experience, <clears throat> when I restrict, which is what I did before I relapsed last time, the only time I'm going to, God willing, please, 
Um, it was because I eliminated stuff that I really, really wanted, you know. And like, um, I think your name is Michael, like you shared, like when our food took to get too weird now, I ask God for help around it, I make a lot of calls around it. I don't know if I'm going to get to a point where I ever give things up entirely. Because in my experience, it has been for me. Whenever I restrict, even now, after almost 10 years out of relapse, whenever I restrict, whenever I eat in a way that I think I should to like get that love or get that look or do whatever, I immediately like go back to standing at the counter and eating like bread out of the fucking bag. You know, like that's just my experience. Anyway, so what I did to get out of relapse almost ten years ago was I my fourth step was just like the size of like a chicken's mouth was huge. No stone unturned because I did not want to I wanted recovery no matter what. I wanted back to back abstinence. Sanity, self love. I did not want to stay in that self hatred and that shame. You know, I always say that like you know, like the drug addicts and stuff, like, yeah, like, if you do too much heroin, you're probably going to overdose one day and die very fast. And in this program, you know, they say it's like a life or death program. And I think that this program is like, I know this program, I know, I think, I know, in my experience, this program is life and death too, because it compromises the quality of my life so quickly when I'm in the movie obsession. The obsession about, like, God, I can only be that thin right now. And then the quality of my life in that moment just kind of starts dropping down. And then I start spinning out and I start thinking and obsessing. And the quality of my life is compromised, you know. It's like, it's a quality of life or death program. And, um, and I have struggled with self-hatred that I wouldn't wish on like anybody, you know. And um, I know a lot of it has to come with, you know, came with other experiences I had as a child, you know, growing up in the house I grew up in or whatever. But like, um, today, what I really, you know, what I really desire, what I really, you know, um, my intention, my, what I want to be anchored in is like intense, profound, deep, like, <coughs> unrattled shaped love, like, like in, in, you know, chain links in the cement, like me in the self-love no matter what. No matter what I do, no matter what rejection I go through, no matter what failure I think I'm in, I'm, I'm walking through. Like I, I don't want that self hatred that comes with being in the food, and then even not in the food, but when you're not working your steps, you know, like the thinking, the thinking, and it's like it sucks. It's like you still have to eat, and like we live in a social society. Like I love traveling, I love going out to dinner, I love going out to breakfast. And sometimes I wish, you know, I hear people like, I just don't like it. I wish you didn't have to eat. You know, and I'm like, I I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I don't understand. And like, the more years I get, hmm, it's not the harder it gets, it's the more, it's different now. It's very different now. It's different in a way that like, when I first got a relapse, it was like, how can I eat three meals a day, God, and just like not lose my mind and, and, and help me let myself stay, you know? And now it's like, okay, if I'm standing at a counter and I want to eat bread out of like the loaf bag, what is going on that I want to look at? Wow, I have a lot of love today and I'm really afraid to make myself more vulnerable and open myself up a little bit more. Am I going to eat? Am I going to eat? Or am I not going to eat? Am I going to eat the 
Okay, God, I really want to be growing up around money and funds and, like, you know, getting out of debt and, like, getting a mind frame and trusting that, like, I'm being taken care of financially today. Okay, am I going to eat or am I going to not eat? You know what I mean? And it's like, um, and, and right now what it's looking like, it's like, I'll just give you an example. Like, everyone who knows me knows that, like, I love my family. I love them so much. And my sister and my brother-in-law are getting married in July. So, like, it's like, the disease is like, girls got two months. No, you have less than two months now. Less than two months. Oh, like, every day, and you have a status, and let's not buy the dress last And it's like, wow, 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 wow. Your sister knows she can count on you. Your sister asked you to be in her wedding. Your sister, like, married a man that, like, you would physically take out your own organs and give it to him if he needed one. Like, that's what that's about. It's not about, like, how skinny can Ramona get before she has to buy a dress for her sister's wedding, you know? And it's like, it's like I, every day I feel like I'm waking up and standing at like, that crossroad, like, are you going to go to the obsession? Or are you going to go to, like, God? Are you going to go to, like, the, you know, the, the non-service? Or are you going to go to service? And it's like, some days I really want to go. I really want to go down that road. And I'm like, please let me go to the gym all day. I'll, I'll, I'll get the first one done with the wedding. You know? But uh, what happens is that I eventually want to, I want to, like, I want to eat more. I spend too much time thinking. And there's so much good. There's so much good. Like, there's so much love. Like, I have, like, um... I have a very wonderful, incredible man in my life today, and it's a long story with this guy, but like, and every day, it's like I can either open my heart a little bit more and like take the scarier little path, or I can eat the bread, you know what I mean? And um, in a compulsive way, <laughs> standing at the counter, not in a loving way, you know. Um, I am... Um, <clears throat> And it's, it's really about like like am I gonna show up for myself or am I gonna eat? Am I gonna am I gonna love myself or am I gonna eat? Am I gonna like really be like a person on the planet that like is adding to the overall recovery of, of our of our world and our society and like of loving each other? Or am I gonna eat? You know what I mean? Am I gonna honk my horn and eat? Or am I gonna like, you know, take a deep breath and just go God, I know you have my back right now. I know you do. And um, so if there's anyone who's new, and I have a minute to wrap up, or if there's anyone who's struggling, like, if I can just remember, like, that quality of life or death. Do you want to be sitting in your car hating effing life, or do you want to, like, you know, sit in your car and, like, hear your favorite classic rock song and be like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want, you know? I want to, I can't imagine, like, not being angered in these steps, not being angered in God, not being angered in, like, love of my fellows. Um, and, um, that's my 30, so I'm done. <laughs>